the old flat top, we gotta make some corn this year, boy. I've been rolling, rolling, rolling. <sighs> I got shot at. Uh, missed me by several inches. I actually heard it whiz by my head. Um, well, I can give you the basics and you can yeah. just ask questions from there. I mean, uh... This is Ron. I found him in the entrance of the subway with his cup in his hand and a smile on his face. Uh, I've been out on the streets for a little over five years. Um, awaiting housing right now. I'm disabled, so I can't work. That's one of the reasons why I'm out on the street now. I, uh got injured at work and lost a lawsuit against Lowe's. I used to work for Lowe's, the home improvement stores. Um, and for a while there, I was making ends meet with unemployment and whatnot. But uh, when that ran out, I really had no choice but to uh, do what I do now. Um, uh, as far as day to day, basically what I do to survive is, you know, I. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, panhandle, hustle, whatever you want to call it, um, just to get by. How much money do you think you could pull in? It could vary from a couple, two or three bucks, all the way up to a hundred bucks. You just never know. You know, you could be lucky, somebody could throw you a hundred dollar bill. Other times you sit here all day and only make like four or five dollars. So you just, I couldn't say there's a, there's a number that is an average because totally varies as to where you are and people's attitude. The weather has something to do with it. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? A lot of pedestrians don't like giving money to the homeless because they don't know what they're going to buy with it. So I asked Ron. Let's say today you got $10. Honestly, what would you spend that on? Uh, I'd smoke these cigars instead of cigarettes, so I'd buy a pack of those, those are three bucks, and then I'd get something to eat with the rest. If that's all I had, $10, that's the way it would go. If I got like 50 or 60 bucks, then I'd get some drugs too, uh, if I could afford it. But uh, for the most part, I watch out for the, my cigarette habit and eating first, and then everything else kind of falls in place behind that. Do you find that the fentanyl helps you get through the winter? No doubt about it, because again, um, I mentioned it before that if I didn't have a way to control the pain, I'd totally be a, a terrible person. I mean, because I couldn't deal with the pain, I'd just have no outlet. You know, I'd have no way to control the pain, and I'd, my attitude would be terrible, and I'd be confrontational and violent, and you know, so it definitely helps in that respect. And I know it probably sounds like, you know, justifying it and whatnot, but I'm looking at it as, as medicinal at this point, and, you know, I'm not doing it to get high, you know, so as long as I can keep that under control, I think I'm okay for the time being. I mean, I'm not saying that's a solution going down the road forever, but for the, for the interim, it's definitely working for me. Yeah. If you, if you got a doctor's appointment and they gave you free medication to help your back, would you go off the fentanyl? Absolutely, but I'm seeing a doctor currently. And that's actually, I was on pain medication when I started seeing these 
I'm with healthcare for the homeless, so I go to MGH, Mass General Hospital, and they have physicians there. So I've been in their system for the whole time I've been on the street. Um, so initially, I was on pain medication, like prescribed, but once I started, like, once fentanyl showed up in my system, they stopped the prescriptions for the pain medication, so now I'm kind of on my own. So there's always a chance that I could go back on the medication if I could keep the fentanyl out of the program. Yeah. But I haven't been able to do that because I can't continue to stay medicated long enough to make that happen. So currently, it's not an option, but the doctor had told me that he would put me back on the medications if I could stay off the fentanyl long enough. Like he told me if I went three weeks in a row and it wasn't in my system, then he would do it. But I haven't been able to do that. It's going to be tough. Yeah, that's probably the toughest thing I'm dealing with at the moment. Let's talk about uh, amount and sizing and prices of fentanyl. Uh, what's like a about sixty bucks for for a gram, which is about a day and a half supply. For me, yeah. What about a more heavy user? Well, some people do like two grams a day, um, and that's a couple hundred bucks, close to it. Um, and they just keep doing it, you know, and I, that's me. I don't, again, I don't need it, and they're doing it to get high, and that's a different, different philosophy. You know, they're looking at it from a different way than I am. Um, again, I'm looking at it to solve a medical issue, and they're looking at it to make all their troubles go away, so it's a different thing. Because, I mean, I can understand the thought and the way the, the process, like, if you can suppress it all enough, it, you tend to continue to do that, and it tends to get bigger and bigger, and it becomes more of a problem because you just you feel a little out of sorts and you start leaning on something that you're familiar with. So that's, I can see how that becomes a problem for people, and I have to watch it every day that I don't go that way. Mental health in the homeless population, do you think it's a big issue? Definitely. Um, if not to start with, people who are out on the street for an extended period of time tend to, you know, develop issues just because it's, it's, you have to watch your back all the time. People are trying to survive and naturally things are going to come to a head at some point where you've, you know, you've constantly got to watch your back. So that can develop its own paranoia situation and, uh, you know, people aren't always nice. So you can always get into situations where you're always watching out for problems. Sometimes you're looking for problems where there aren't any, and that tends to be where the, the, you know, it tends to develop. I mean, I won't say that's so in my case, but I have seen a lot of people change a great deal from when they originally started to be out in the street to years down the line, they've definitely changed. Their whole personality changes. But it's, you know, it's survival. That's, you know, you just have to go into a, a survival mode and watch out for yourself. And sometimes, problems develop with that. I try not to stay at the shelters because they're pretty dangerous nowadays. Well, there's violence, there's drugs, there's all kinds of problems right now. So, you know, if I can get away with staying out of them, I do. Um, but sometimes it's just, you know, too cold to stay outdoors. So you just have to do what you have to do. Um, you go more in depth about What's so dangerous? Can you give me like a story or example? Or? Um, well, basically, the most, the most incredible part of it is the violence. Um, 
drugs and violence, um, and there's also sexual assaults going on in the, in the shelters now. Um, most of the shelters now in Boston are run by uh, Pine Street. They're, they run most of them, almost all of them. I think there's like one or two that aren't run by them, and their management style is pretty terrible. So uh, lots of room for improvement there. Um, I mean, they get, I think it's like 60 some odd dollars per head from the state to, to house somebody overnight. And that includes a meal and a place to stay, you know. Um, but that's also supposed to, you know, cover security and things like that. And uh, they're lacking in that department really bad. So basically what most people do is they, uh, you know, fend for themselves out, out on the street. And that's basically what I do. Um, I'm on all the, all the lists for housing and whatnot trying to get housed. And hopefully, uh, you know, that'll come to fruition at some point. Um, in the meanwhile, I just do what I have to do to get by every day, you know. I've been known to stay on the back porch of churches and stuff like that. Um, but when it gets real cold, you really, you know, have no choice. They come and, you know, scoop you up and actually make you go to the shelters when it gets really cold, you know. Um, so that's uh, pretty much it. I mean, I'll go wherever the, the wind blows me, so to speak. Uh, what has been the hardest part the elements, definitely, um, you know, being in the Northeast, the cold. Um, I mean, I've stayed outside in like six degree nights, you know, um, and it's, you know, it gets a little much. Um, I've been hospitalized for it. I mean, my health is kind of shot to hell now because of that. Um, you know, I probably, in the last couple of years, I've probably aged 15 years worth physically, just being, you know, out, outside and whatnot. I'll be honest because things are, you know, information's a good thing. I got a drug habit too from being out here. I mean, I didn't have that when I started, but uh, that kind of kind of fills in the, the space to kind of make it bearable. Um, I've got a lot of chronic pain issues and whatnot, and nowadays you can't get medication, so I really don't have any much, much of a choice. Um, if I didn't have that in my life, I would be in unbearable pain and. I'd be like doing terrible things, you know, like robbing and stealing and stuff like that. So I don't do that. That's why I do this, you know, um, and I try to be honest about it, you know. So, you know, I just do what I can to get by day to day. And hopefully that won't always be part of the plan. But for now, I have to go with what, you know, what I can just to make things bearable. I mean, uh, the reason why I went out of work is a back injury that's pretty serious. I had titanium rods put on my back and I've got three broken vertebrae. And so the pain is pretty incredible sometimes. So you have to do what you have to do to, you know, deal with that. So if I didn't, you know, if I didn't use drugs, I wouldn't be able to take the pain. I'd be crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't get high, so to speak. I just kind of take the edge off the pain. And yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. I mean, uh, so far, knock on wood, it hasn't become a huge problem. Um, if I don't make enough to get it, I don't get it. That's all there is to it. Um, so, you know, I'm not about to go robbing people and stuff like that. To, you know, some people do that, um, but that's not my MO at all. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much a decent person. I'm just, you know, in a bad way, so I'll do what I can to survive, you know? Would you say it's uh, hard for someone being on the streets not to uh, fall in with drug addiction? Uh, definitely, just for, for two reasons. One reason is it is everywhere. 
I mean, that's easier to get than food, for crying out loud. I mean, in some instances. That and, in my particular instance, the pain again. You know, if I didn't have a way to control that, uh, I wouldn't, you know, I'd, I'd be going crazy. So, you know, that's the, that's the main issue for me. And that's the only reason I fell into it. But other people, you know, it's just because it's in your face everywhere out here, you know? And at one point before I was out on the street all the time, I was on pain medication, you know, through the doctors and whatnot. But ever since the opioid epidemic um, problem, um, doctors don't prescribe the medicine anymore. So people really don't have a choice but to turn to that, you know? So basically it's a fentanyl addiction. I'm addicted to fentanyl, which is a synthetic opioid. Um, I don't inject it, I snort it, so that I don't get, you know, in too deep. And that keeps it, you know, like I said, it just kind of takes the edge off the pain enough so that I can get by every day and, you know, I deal with it on a day-to-day level, you know? Is uh, fentanyl is, uh, pretty easy to overdose on, right? Uh, it can be if you're not very careful. Yeah, um, you have to really watch your P's and Q's. Um, you know, uh, the, the trick is minimum amount, you know, to do to, to get you by because, you know, you get, if you're not careful, yeah, easily, you can kill yourself very easily. A lot of people I know have died that way. So it's, it's definitely a problem. Did you ever have, like, a, a great spot you're sleeping on the streets, like a shelter or something you made? Um, what was the best sleeping situation you found I, yourself? Best sleeping situation, I used to stay down by Charles River near the Hatch Shell in the summertime. Awesome. I mean, uh, you know, when it's nice and warm and it's cozy and, you know, it's not too much going on down there. So it's, that'd probably be the best place that I've stayed. Um, you're not supposed to, but that's like the same thing with everything. You know, you're not supposed to do it, but you do what you got to do. Be- again, it's the alternative for the shelters. I mean, the shelters are so fucking terrible. Sorry. They're, they're so terrible that uh, it, you really try to avoid it at any cost. So, yeah, like, that's, that's probably the best place I've stayed is down by the Charles River. Have you personally have any uh, issues at a shelter? Um, oh, probably a couple dozen fights. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a big guy, so everybody wants to, you know, they actually, you know, try to get, get a big guy going because I'm a target. So I defend myself, but, uh, you know, I haven't, like, killed anybody or anything, but I've had a few pretty good scuffles over the years. Yeah, probably, probably a couple dozen. Um, it's not something, I'm not a violent guy, but, of course, I'm not going to sit there and take it either, so do what I can just to get by. But, uh, you know, I'm not going out of my way to get into trouble. I try to avoid it. I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty much a, you know, a easygoing kind of person. I don't look for that kind of stuff, you know? So I, I avoid it at all costs. Do uh, the police uh, treat you well? I wouldn't say well, um, but lately it hasn't been bad. You know, they tend to let you do your own thing as long as you're not creating a scene or a problem. It pretty much works out okay. I mean, they, as long as you're not doing something you're not supposed to do, they usually tend to leave you alone. This mayor has been pretty decent with it. Menino was pretty good at good with it as well. Um, so his sister was actually homeless, so he was kind of very sympathetic to the, the homeless folks. And, you know, so far I can't complain about this mayor either. I mean, he's could always be better, but he does, you know, he participates in, in, in a 
positive way to try to help people out wherever we can, you know, try to make room in the budget for that and try to have a policy of, you know, like when it gets cold to try to get everybody off the street and whatnot like that. So he, he does care. You can tell he cares. So, yeah, I'd say that, you know, overall police and, and uh, the city, I don't have too much complaint with right now anyway. Could change in a heartbeat. You never know. They could they could change a policy, and that could all go to hell. You never know. So for now, knock on wood, that you know that's pretty decent. Do you think there's enough support for homeless people? Definitely not. Um, the system is broken, no doubt about it. And uh, I don't know if the solution is money or or just better management of the resources that are available. But it's definitely lacking in a lot of ways. The programs that do exist aren't covering enough. Um, the biggest problem is housing in general. It takes for, forever to get housing, especially if you're single and you don't have children and you don't have a drug problem. It's much easier if you had serious drug problem and you know you're an alcoholic whatever you can get housing easier that way than if you don't have the problem so that's kind of weird you know i don't i don't like that particularly but what can you do thank you so much for listening to ron's story i'm aiden dockery and that was truths and stories